are you? Good. I just got a thing just popped up on my screen that was like, your internet connection is unstable. So we're off to a strong start. Um, but I'm going to be optimistic and say that it will only get better. Yeah, I would agree. I think that's the right, the right mindset to have. Glass half full. Glass. Internet half, half working. <laughs> yeah, it's a daily struggle over here. We were, um, have you played this new game that's like all the rage on the, it's like on your phone. It's called Among Us. Have you played it? No. Okay. You, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta set something up. Um, it's super what fun. I've it? been playing it with like our friends. So, well, the reason I thought of this is because Joe and I are usually like, we're playing at the same time. And so things sometimes get a little like iffy with the uh, Wi-Fi, but it's on your phone and it's like everyone's a little space person in a space station and then one person is the imposter and they go around and they kill everyone and then people have to guess who the imposter is. Have you ever played like um, Mafia? Have you played Mafia before? Like, yeah, like a also I have played Mafia. I played it as like a theater game yeah. a lot where you like, okay, yeah. there's an assassin and you yep. kill people. And also I've played, there's like a Jackbox game that's yeah, like similar. I don't know what it's called, but it is, mm -hmm. it's like kind of like that. Yes. Like to figure out who the bad guy is basically. So yeah, it's kind of along those same lines, obviously a few different rules and the way it works, but um yeah, that's pretty much it. So we've been playing that a lot because uh, we're not like really seeing people right now. So that's how we've been like mm -hmm. hanging out with people. And I, I just downloaded it. it. I just oh, downloaded it. We okay, should like, well, get a group together and try to play it sometime. If anyone listening plays Among <laughs> Us, like hit us up. Hit we're us always up. hard up for friends. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Um, ooh, so what have you, uh, been watching lately since I feel like that's like, you know, the main entertainment these days? Yes. Okay. Well, so I am still working my through, working my way through, uh, the Queen's Gambit. I'm on like, do you like it? Yes. I'm on episode four now. Uh, it's just like, it's just taking me a while to get through because the episodes are kind of long and I'm not watching like a ton of TV at the moment. Um, what else am I watching? Oh, I'm watching, uh, I found this like new show that's pretty cute. It's on Netflix, but I don't think it's like a Netflix show. I think it's like on CBS or something like that. It's called The Unicorn. Have you heard of that? Cause that's like- Yeah, I watched it. Name. I watched the whole thing. I just watched it like two weeks ago. Did you, you like it? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, it's very like network sitcom yes. vibes, yes. but the actors uh, are like really great like comedic actors. Yes. Uh, Michaela Watkins Michaela is like Watkins. one of my favorite people. Anytime she's in anything, I'm like, oh, I should watch this because it's probably She's so good. funny. So I, yes. like, it's, re I mean, it's, it's cheesy, but I thought it was really fun and funny and like easy to watch. Like, mm -hmm. and they're like quick little episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've been watching that when I've got like, like I'm folding laundry or something. Cause I can just throw it on. And it's like 20 minutes and easy to follow and like cute and fun. So would recommend 
if people are nice. looking for that kind of thing? Um, I, <laughs> I downloaded a free trial of stars so that I could oh. watch the Nexium documentary about the cult. Do you oh, know anything on, about this? Yes. Is There's that two. on stars? Oh, okay. There's I thought two. it was on HBO. Is that the other the, one? The vow is on HBO and it's really great. I, I cannot recommend watching it enough. It is fucking insane. And then the one on stars is, um, it's just like a four part, like documentary mini series. And it's specifically more centered on India Oxenberg, who, who was like very, very deeply entrenched in all of the like crazy shit. And there's some stuff in the, one about India Oxenberg that's not in the vow. That's like really Ooh. some like crazy stuff. So okay. you can get a free trial for stars for a week before they start charging you well, $8.99. Here's the thing. I already <laughs> used my free trial <laughs> for stars and it's so embarrassing. I used it so that I could watch the most recent season of Outlander which is the like Scottish British time travel romance novel series. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I got real hooked this summer. And well, yeah. you can use mine. <laughs> I'll send you mine. Don't I'll tell sign, stars. I'll sign Joe up for it and then we'll that seems good. We'll do it that way. I would honestly, I would say either one you watch first. The Vow has like a lot more background information. So I mm-hmm. almost recommend watching that one first. I think it's like seven or eight episodes. Okay. Um, so, so because I had my free stars membership, I was like, let's just like see what's on here. So I started watching power, which I had like heard a lot of good things about. Yeah. I don't um, even know what it's, it's about. Good. It's interesting. It's, it. it's like, it's about this drug dealer and like from like the rough part of New York. Mm-hmm. And now he's like really successful and has like a nightclub but like really he's like still this like huge drug distributor and there's like this, he's married to a, like his wife and she knows like everything that's going on. But then he sees his like high school sweetheart cause she just came back from New York and like plot twist for she's a lawyer and she works for the district attorney's office. That's trying to like take down the drug lord that like works with him. So it's like oh. this whole yeah. So it it's good. It's like a little melodramatic for me. I think I watched I watched like the first season. Um so it was okay. It was good. And then I also watched Sweet Bitter. Have you read that book? No, I haven't. That's the uh like the, the waitress. You, I, I bet you would really like the book. It's a really good book, and it's set in New York City. Um, but they turned it into a show, and I think it, it made it, like, two seasons. So I watched that. It was okay. I always, I, like, I liked the casting choices for the most part, but mm-hmm. I always feel like there's, like, when you read a book, you have such a, like, clear picture of who you think those people are. So when yeah. you, like, see them and they're different, you're like, oh, you know, anyways, so I've been, you know, just perusing stars, but I think I'm going to cancel it. There's nothing that's really like pulled me in. Like I need to keep this membership. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, one, um, I mean, once I finished the uh, the season of Outlander, I, I canceled it. Sorry, stars. But it, it, it is what it is. You know what is on there is Little Women, and I need to watch it. I oh think gosh, I might yes. watch it soon. I was in the I was in the play. I don't know if I ever told you this. No. And I played Marmee, which is the mom. Yeah. <laughs> I never told you that. Also, if you're over if you're over five seven in middle school or high school, you will be cast to play yes. old ladies. <laughs> is what I learned growing up. So yes, I was always the mom. Um, so I'd like to watch it. I, I heard that it's pretty good, um, yeah, but I've seen like the original, I've seen the other movie, the one with yeah. like Kristen Dunst and stuff. But even, um, I think it's still is it like, really good, even though it's like, like, you know, what's going to happen, but they kind of tell the story in a, a different way a little bit. And so it is like, still, different. yeah, it's going to capture Fresh. attention. It's so okay. Good. Yeah. I'll I, give it a I'll give it a go. I definitely want to watch it when it's like getting snowy out. That's my mm-hmm. plan. Mm-hmm. Um oh I heard you you watch some movies related to snow already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that? Yes. <laughs> um yeah, I was just telling Aurelia, uh well now I'm now I'm talking to the listeners. Um but we just were rewatching the or the Chronicles of Narnia movies because my boyfriend Joe has not ever seen them before. And I haven't seen them in like the longest time. But I mean, when I was little and they like came out, I was a big fan. I also read all of the books. There's 10 Chronicles of Narnia books and I read all of them. And the movies are about like three of them. Um, anyway, but so we were watching it he is a fan of the movies bt dubs uh he says they're pretty good which i would agree with uh but we were watching it and then we like had to google something like one of the characters or actors or whatever and uh something popped up that said there's going to be a netflix tv series for the chronicles of narnia come coming up so any um Um, narnia heads out there (laughs) get excited I'm excited I'm like pumped I love I love those books um I speaking of other you know movies uh, that I was in the play I my very first play I was in was Lion Lish in the Wardrobe third grade I played the unicorn and I don't know if we talked about this before I feel like I don't know if I was talking to you about this or maybe we talked about this on Stephanie's episode but I wore these green socks and we recorded. Oh, yeah. We yeah. did talk about that. Yeah, I thought so. So I that didn't know was... that's what the play was. I knew you were you played a unicorn in something. I didn't realize it was the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Because in the play, the unicorn is like a more important character. It's like a yes. The with the beavers and shit, you know. Yeah, he's not um it's not really in the uh the movie at all. In the I'll movies, yeah. Which is sad because unicorns are like really underrepresented in film and television in my so personal opinion. Yes. <laughs> so true. Although we've talked about um, unicorns quite a bit in this episode, so. Yeah, well, we're doing our part, you know. Right. <laughs> Everyone do your part. Um, talk, 
talk to a family member about a unicorn today. <laughs> That's right. It's like Tinkerbell. Is that what Tinker, yeah. Tinkerbell? Like you have to talk up, like you have to say you believe in fairies or something? Oh yeah. If you don't believe in fairies, then she dies, which is like, wow, dramatic. I know. That's so dramatic, Tinkerbell. It is. She's a drama queen. I don't um, hate it for her, okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, oh, I bought some new makeup, and I wanted to show you. And I would be, like, probably showing you and telling you about this, even if we weren't doing the podcast. Good. Um, oh, and we have to talk about plopping. <laughs> Katie oh, some yeah. plopping pictures. I Anyways, guess. so okay, I bought two things and then I got one thing free. Okay. So this I bought, this is called Dr. Dr. Jarts Sepa Pear Tiger Crap Tiger Grass Color Correcting Treatment. Okay. Okay. So I kept getting name. like TikTok and videos about this and like um, Facebook ads and I've been wanting to like not wear foundation but still like do something for my skin to make it like look better yeah so basically this stuff is green and what you do is like you take a little bit and you like rub it in your hands and then you like she for the like press it onto your face her hands and now onto her face <laughs> demonstrating she's demonstrating and basically and basically what it does is it like reduces redness and just kind of gives you like a smooth kind of look to your skin without wearing foundation it smells nice too um so I like it, but I, I don't know if I'll buy, I, I might buy it again. I don't know. I think I'll just have to see how long it takes me to get through this little jar. Yeah. Okay. And then my friend that I follow, she's an influencer Ooh. and she's been talking about like clean, like clean makeup. And I okay. was like, Oh, that's probably like good, like good, better for the environment, better for your skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I needed some new mascara and she was like this, company that sells clean beauty if you buy one product you'll get a free mystery product so I decided to buy I know I decided to buy this it's called it's Kosas and it's the big clean mascara and I really like it like look at look how big this this brush is oh wow guys it's a big big brush it's pretty big and it I really like it. I, the one thing I will say is that I think it's it's not waterproof, so it's a little, mm, if yeah. you, like, rub your eye, it'll look like a raccoon immediately. But if you don't touch your eyes, two thumbs up. That's funny because um, the mascara that I use, I also ordered because of it, someone on, that I follow on Instagram was using it. Um, what What's her name? Uh, Half-Baked Harvest. Is it Thrive? No. Um, yeah. You know, half, know half big time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I follow her. Her name is Tegan. Like, yes. Tegan. Right? She's in Colorado with you. 
Tegan Gary. I think she's like in the mountains though. Cause I keep yes. seeing her say like, Oh, it's so snowy. And I'm like, yeah. no, it's not it's 60 degrees. Yes. She's <laughs> in the Colorado mountains, but it's a, so it's a cooking Instagram account. If you guys haven't seen it, she's a food blogger. She's got cookbooks and all this stuff. Anyway. So she, so she did like an ask me anything kind of deal. And someone asked like about her makeup routine and she recommended uh, this mascara that I ended up getting, and it's the mascara sold by Jessica Alba's uh, mascara or makeup company. What's it? What's it called? Like Honest or something? It's like Honest. Yeah, Honest Co. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. So anyway, Jessica Alba and I have the same eyelashes now. Um, because I'm using her mascara. Do you think that she uses her own makeup brand? Like her own makeup line? Do you think celebrities do that when they have like their own line of things? Do you think they actually use it? Maybe if it's good. Yeah. (laughs) If it's it's Um, good. What's the mystery item that you got? Okay. So it's this lipstick and I am just now realizing that there's magnets in the lid and the base because it like snaps together which is like smart because like I feel like lips to lift the top of lipstick like has fallen off in my purse and like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. shit like that so really really great packaging um but it's it's this it's a pretty color it's sort of like a peachy like a like a it's hard to tell it looks it's like a here let me turn my light a little bit more so it's like oh now I see it's not it's like a mauve pink it's like a pink yeah um but here's my theory behind free items okay okay so I I like this lipstick and it's nice but my guess is because everybody is wearing masks they probably aren't selling a lot of lipstick oh right yes so that's why they gave me a lipstick good theory and then I know, right? So <laughs> I bought um, like five pairs of underwear from Parade. Have you ever seen those Instagram yes. ads? Yeah. They're really cute. I, and, and I really like them. I feel like but we're it was very like, susceptible to Instagram <laughs> ads and like influencers <laughs> telling us. Right? I've been thinking, I'm like, should I get vitamins? Should I? <laughs> that's oh, like the care big, of, like the yeah, daily that's been ones. my big thing. Yeah. I'm wondering if I, I literally, like, so I've taken the quiz, like, three times now to see what vitamins they think I should get, and then I've written down the vitamins, and then I've, like, compared the price of the vitamins on their website to, like, another organic vitamin website, and then also to, like, Meyer to see if it's, like, worth it price-wise. I'm insane. Um yeah, but I think I might get them. Anyway. Um, yes, I am. And also, I think my phone is, and my Alexa is probably listening right now. So, like, <laughs> as soon as we stop recording, they're going to be like, oh, do you want to buy, buy some underwear? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, when I got, so, when I ordered my five pairs of underwear, they were like, get a free mystery pair. And my miss, I... Just to preface this, I usually prefer full-bottomed underwear. Good to know. <laughs> or like Good bikini or like boy shorts. I'm not boy usually shorts. a thong person. But cool. of course, the free pair of underwear that they sent me was a thong. Is a thong. Now yeah. my theory why they sent me that is different than the makeup place, but okay. still 
similar. Sure. My thinking is it's probably cheapest to make thongs, right? Because they're less fabric. This makes sense. So it's like a business, a smart business decision. But I will say, as a thong hater, I did wear it and I have continued to wear it. And I don't mind it. It really doesn't bother me. I'm like in shock and awe. But to be fair, like the only time I ever bought and wore a thong was like, in seventh grade, I bought like a lace one from Charlotte Ruse oh, at the mall. No, that's gonna and like, it get was trash. That's so yeah. it's just like scarred me for life. So I don't know. Are you a thong person? Um, I mean, I honestly no, it's not too personal. Um, because here's the deal: I think most people when they like go to buy underwear, it's like at a store and or I mean online, but back in the day, I would like go to the store and there's like a whole big, you know, display of it and you're picking it out for, for everyone to see. So it's not really that private of a thing. I don't think. Anyway. Um, and I, everyone I love, wears it unless you don't wear it. Right. <laughs> I know a few people who don't wear underwear. I'm not going to say any names, but you know her too. <laughs> I already, in my we'll brain, talk. I'm pretty sure I know exactly You already it know who it is. Um, <laughs> anyways, we love moving you. on. Um, yeah, we do. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I love a variety. I love a variety because I feel like it really depends on what else I'm wearing. You know, am I wearing something high-waisted? Am I wearing leggings that are going to show like an outline of something? Am I wearing a skirt? In which case, I'm probably also going to wear some like little spandex shorts underneath. Spandex, you yeah. cannot risk that. Um, you know, so am I on my more of a, like, It really it's like practical underwear. Yes. Yeah. Underwear for every situation. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, I um, did. Buy, I think we talked about this already, but I did buy some uh, some underwear, and they were thongs from a website that also, oh, NYX, K-N-I-X. It's all over. Is that, the, is that the period underwear place? No, that's that... Thinks. Oh, okay. But I Man, think those are really have, close. I know. I think they do have some period underwear. I didn't buy it from them. Um, I'm not quite, I'm not quite there yet. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't really... Yeah, I'm, I'm think I'm on the same page as you with that. Well, now that we've gone down the deep, dark uh, underwear rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, I would like to pivot um, into food and cooking. Perfect. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> that's probably, I can only assume that's what is on everybody's mind right now. Um, but yeah. What did you want to talk about? Have you been cooking things? Um, yes. Oh, I made some, <laughs> I made some really good tacos like a couple nights I ago. I had breakfast tacos today that I made for breakfast. I, I like to buy these shrimp burgers from okay. Trader Joe's. I don't know if you've ever gotten them, but they're really, really excellent. Like, no, I'm not a shrimp. Up. I'm not a shrimp person. You're not? It? No. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Right now, you guys can't see it, but she was just like disturbed. (laughs) Well, it's only because 
I know you're not like a big like red meat or like pork person. So I know you eat chicken and like fish. So I thought you maybe ate some I'm not a big too, shellfish but... person. Um, I have been eating more pork and red meat in, in pandemic times because I'm trying to like switch it up and not have chicken all the time. Like um, I made some pulled pork last week and made uh, tacos with that and also did a little like barbecue pulled pork situation. And this week I bought some ground beef. I'm going to make mm-hmm. um, some like Asian meatballs kind of thing. And then um, some bolognese. Oh, you're going to like spaghetti squash. Them? Yeah. Yeah. Mmm, yum. Um, I I think we talked about this, but I have an instant pot with an air fryer attachment. So I am on a mission to just like put a bunch of shit inside of it and like see what happens. Right. I bought these, this was a while ago. I went to the I like to go to the Asian grocery store. I just find it like so fascinating and like so fun. They they just have so many different things that yes. aren't at like regular grocery stores. Like they had like 10 different kinds of mushrooms when I went, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it was crazy. Anyways, I, um, I bought a bunch of like frozen stuff from there when I went like, uh, dumplings and like scallion pancakes. And oh, I made yeah. scallion pancakes in my air fryer and they wow. turned out amazing. They were just like, oh, so, so crispy. And then I made like a spicy mayo and like a soy sauce, like to dip, like dipping sauces. That's like restaurant level appetizer situation. Yeah. Um, And then I've been making a lot of um, like rice and pasta and stuff. I don't know. I just think in the fall, like yesterday I was thinking about what I ate and I was like, I mostly ate carbs. Yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Which I don't care. I love, I love carbs. It doesn't matter. It's hard to not only eat carbs. <laughs> They're also, so yeah, cause like I'm readily I'm available. Like, yeah. And like, I'm sad and I'm like, you look cute. Come over here. Let me cuddle you. You like sexy piece of bread. You know, that's like, well, that's how that's, I was. <laughs> Yeah, that's where I was at when I decided to try Whole30 for a bit. And it did help me to kind of like not have carbs be my go-to, not have like carbs and cheese be my go-to food. Um, But now that I've like eased up on it a little bit, I'm obviously like eating carbs again. Um, But yeah, I think that's why I like doing Whole30 for a few weeks because now I have like a different kind of set of recipes. I'm eating a lot more potatoes instead of pasta. So maybe I've just switched my carbs. So ultimately, Ooh, okay, not that you, listen, I have a, I have a, um, recipe recommendation for you before okay. we, uh, introduce our guest for this week. Yes. Um, I made, you like mushrooms too, right? I love mushrooms. Actually, I actually have two recipes. Okay. Oh my God. The first is they're called melting potatoes. Yum. Have you ever heard of those before? No, but it sounds like everything that I like. Basically, you cook them in hot water first, and then you cook them in the oven with like chicken stock or vegetable stock and butter. And like they get really crispy on the outside, and then they're really soft and creamy on the inside. Highly recommend. Great. And then... um, 
Smitten Kitchen, um, Mm -hmm. she has this unstuffed mushroom casserole. So it's mushrooms, like cream, herbs, and then it has like this crispy breadcrumb topping. Oh, that sounds delicious. And also, I've made it. And I it's feel like you could really maybe add like, some it's like a good thing to that. Thing too. What if you or add like, like some rice or something? Yeah. yeah. You could definitely yeah. Uh, mix it up. So you should check those out. Okay. Thanks. Yum, yum, yum. Sure. Well, uh, I think it's about that time. Don't you, Katie? About that time to introduce our wonderful guest. Do you want to introduce her because she's your friend? Yeah, I love her. Yeah, um, she's so, so great. Our... I love talking to her. <laughs> so our guest for this week is Abby Hull. Uh, she's one of my dearest uh, and oldest friends. Actually, my oldest friend. I've known her since fourth grade. She is so... 92. Yeah, no. <laughs> the friend that I've had for the longest. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're the same age. Um, Abby works for Carnegie Hall uh, in New York City, um, and she's a marketing analyst for them. We had a really great time uh, talking with her about her job. Also, we discussed The Bachelor yes. and um, – Basically, my hope of Katie and Abby being best friends when Katie moves to New York. So this this is really like a blind date interview. And it went pretty well. Yeah, I think it went great. I think we hit it off. Y'all can uh, listen and decide for yourselves and then let me know. Hello, everyone. Okay, we enjoy our very special guest joining us today. One of my oldest and dearest friends, Abby Hull. Welcome, Abby. Hey, thank you. (laughs) to be here. So We're excited to have you. I know. Don't you just feel like a modern woman? Absolutely. Yeah. Podcasting <laughs> through Zoom. Nothing yeah. more modern yeah. than that. A career woman. <laughs> Good, because that's what we're here to talk about. Um, well, okay. So you already know, because you said you've listened to episodes before, but we always start off with the same question. I don't know if you have already prepared your answer, <laughs> but what did you want to be when you grew up? I, I did put some thought into this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a very Abby thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I need to study, but... <laughs> So I think when I was very little, I wanted to be a veterinarian because my mm. grandpa awesome. was a veterinarian. Um, we've always had like animals growing up. I'm still like a big cat person. <laughs> I have two cats that I love. So I think I was trying to like think of it and I think that was like the first thing when I was really little I wanted um, to like help animals in some way Um, but then I think uh, growing up into like middle school and high school um, Aurelia and I were super involved in theater and I think I had those those dreams of being an actor but ultimately didn't pan out and that's probably for the best, but 
yeah, those, that was the progression there. <laughs> and tell our listeners what you do now, Abby. So I am the marketing analyst at Carnegie Hall. So I work in the marketing department, sort of looking at all of our marketing campaigns and monitoring the success of those, uh, where to make sure we're spending our money most effectively and that we're reaching the right people uh, to come and see those concerts. Very cool. Uh, do you feel like, are you like really into classical music now? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we can, we can move on to the next question. <laughs> I feel bad. Maybe you like appreciate it. Yeah, you appreciate it more. I think I, I definitely appreciate it more and I have like more familiarity um, with it. I wouldn't say I'm an expert and there are definitely like classical music experts out there that I'm like, I, I don't know what you're talking to. <laughs> I, no, I will definitely like enjoy it and enjoy going to, going to concerts at the hall. It's just, I mean, it's pretty magical no matter what, even if you're not like totally familiar with the pieces being played. For sure. Absolutely. So did you like, like you majored in marketing then? And then like, is that kind of, you always wanted to go into marketing once you picked that major and then just ended up at Carnegie Hall? Yeah. I mean, essentially <laughs> um, it was kind of a crazy path, I guess, but I went to IU, um, Indiana University, shout out. Um, <laughs> Shout out Hoosiers. <laughs> Hoosiers. Yeah. Um, and I studied, I actually studied journalism. So oh, okay. I kind of messed around, didn't really know what I wanted to major in for a while and ended up in the journalism school. And they, with a journalism degree, you have to have a second concentration, which is like more because than newspaper is a dying medium. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> essentially, yeah. <laughs> I I picked business, business marketing, and then um, I had some like additional theater credit. So I thought, hey, I'll just add a theater minor on there. So I kind of knew I was like hopeful that maybe I could work in arts marketing, arts administration in some way, and then. Um, did a few internships in that field and sort of climbed the ladder at my previous job and ended up at Carnegie Hall. <laughs> and where did you work before um, Carnegie Hall? Like, I know this, so I don't want you to think that I don't but know this. I don't, because <laughs> I try not to do any research ahead of time. I want to be surprised constantly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a, way too responsible. Yeah, I'm a public figure, so this is... <laughs> Uh, no, I worked at Phoenix Theater, um, now the Phoenix Theater Company in Phoenix, Arizona. I started as a marketing intern there, sort of fresh out of college, and um, eventually was hired full-time uh, in their marketing department, and then um, 
slowly, uh, it was a very small organization. So you end up like wearing a lot of hats in that sort of setting. So that's sort of how I got into the more analytical side of marketing, um, pulling reports and preparing like various lists and things. So that's how it, it sort of all, all got started in Phoenix. <laughs> Did you move so, out there like for that job? Oh, sorry, Aurelia. I was just wondering because like you're from Indiana and now you're in New York. So it was Phoenix, you were just like, let's check it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's see what's going on. Uh, I, I did essentially. It was, um, yeah, pretty much the summer I, after I graduated from college, I was just looking at internships, sort of entry level jobs in the arts management, arts um, administration world. And I found <laughs> this, this internship and it was, it was really nice because they provided housing at the time. So it was um, just like a really great um, opportunity. And it, at, at the point, it was only supposed to be like a year long internship. Um, but then I just kind of kept staying I kept um being offered I was offered like an apprenticeship the second year and then a full-time job um my third season with them so yeah it was just sort of like a gradual um progression there very cool do you think that people have uh like misconceptions of like arts marketing or that world like do you think people perceive it differently than what you actually do Hard-hitting questions. That is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think um, unless you're like intimately familiar with the arts administration world, I, I think it's sort of niche in that way. I don't think a lot of people realize that it is a potential um, career path or um, yeah, a job that you can that you can go into. Um, but it, when, once you're in it, you'll, you realize kind of quickly that it is a, a very small community and there are, um, in terms of like arts administration professionals, a lot of people like tend to know one another um, at, through like various conferences and things like that. So it is um, a pretty small world. Um, but I, yeah, I guess I would say that's the biggest thing that people don't realize that it, it is um, a viable career option um, and a path that you can go into if you're really passionate about the arts, but maybe don't aren't as artistically inclined to be the one producing <laughs> the art. Um, there are other ways to like support support it. So, is arts administration is that like a thing that people can study, or is it just like? kind of look out for those particular internships or like those particular entry-level jobs and just find some experience and get in that way? Or can you kind of do both? Uh, yeah, you can definitely do both. There are, I think it's becoming more, more and more visible, but there are several like master's degree programs mm -hmm. in arts administration. Um, there are very few, I want to say bachelor programs. I may be 
I may be completely wrong. So <laughs> um, well, I hadn't heard but, of it. So like yeah. that's, I was like, well, maybe I just yeah. don't know. <laughs> yeah. I just remember when I was, I was going through undergrad, it wasn't as, um, like well-known as, as a, a major, but now there's definitely, um, like postgraduate programs that you can go into, or, um, I have like several friends who have gone that route. So they went and got their masters and through connections they made there were able to get a job or there's definitely the like internship path, um, just like taking a chance and like taking on more, uh, skills within your role. Um, and that's kind of what I did. I wasn't as familiar with like databases and things like that, that um, I just sort of learned on the job. And yeah, so I think that was that was more my path that it was just like picking up those skills and um, that eventually like made me more have like a better filled out resume um, to apply for jobs like Carnegie Hall. <laughs> that creme de la creme of <laughs> theaters. <laughs> so do you think, Abby, um, having a background in theater, like performance, informs like your day-to-day -day stuff that you do with your job? Like, does that influence you at all? Definitely. I definitely think so. I think, uh, I mean, just in terms of getting into the field, I knew I, I wanted to like support the arts in a way that through like my skill set, And so I think I'm able to do that in this job. Um, and I think, yeah, just having having that background and that passion for the arts makes me a better arts marketer because I can <laughs> think about um, oh that that we're reaching the right people and that getting getting the art in front of as many people as we can. Um, I also just sort of personally my theater background. I end up having to give like a lot of presentations of stats and reports. So I think it's definitely like made me more comfortable with public speaking in that way um, that I been if I didn't have like that sort of background. <laughs> sure. Uh, I was, I was laughing because of speech team. I was yeah. like, oh, great. <laughs> great experience from speech team. We'll get to that later. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> total sidebar, total sidebar, but do you remember what the first show you and I did together? Was it Dirty Work at the Crossroads, or did we do a different one before that? Yeah, I thought we did, like, something, like, really early on, like... Were you in James and the Giant Peach? Was that, like, before your time? No, I wasn't, but I was, like, around. <laughs> <laughs> Abby and I did, we did, well, we went to, I've known Abby since fourth grade, and we did community theater together, and then we also did theater at our school, too. But the community theater is really, like, that's where the magic happened. Was, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the real weird bonding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. A hundred percent. We did, like, so many, like, camps and classes, so it was, like, 
where we would be like after school, <laughs> like in middle school and stuff. It was like, oh, we're going to civic. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> do some acting classes. <laughs> um, well, that's really cool. I just think it's so great that you were able to take a passion and turn it into a career in like a unique way. Um, so do you have like a favorite show that you've seen at Carnegie Hall? That's a good question. Um, I think recently, well, re um, just this past October before kind of all the craziness of the pandemic hit and we were forced to cancel all of our <laughs> concerts. I, um, my dad was in town visiting and so I was able to take him to see uh, the New York Pops with Jeremy Jordan as their soloist. So that was, I don't that was like a really special experience to be able to like show off uh, the hall to him. And I mean, of course, he's just like a great performer and performed a lot of like Broadway standards. So it was, it was a really cool experience um, just from that standpoint. That is cool. Do you get to see like a lot of shows or is it kind of like if there are tickets available or I don't, I don't know if you get like a really good in? <laughs> um, it, it depends. Um, there's not really like, we, we try and like sell all the tickets. So yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> if we can. Um, <laughs> um, but we do, we are able to see um, quite a few of the concerts uh, that come through. We also um, everyone in the marketing department works what's called concert duty, where you're standing sorry. at the oh, series talking to me. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, but where we stand outside the Stern Auditorium and are selling subscriptions. So we're able to see concerts um, that way as well. That's interesting. I wouldn't have thought that you would like have a job to do during the actual concert, I guess, before the actual concert. Yeah, it depends. It's, it's usually like during subscription season, which are like mm -hmm. um, season tickets or season ticket pass packages. So when there's, um, we have like a renewal period, well, someone from the marketing department is usually out there to answer any questions about the next season or like renew subscribers into, into their next year pass. So, but it's not, it's not all the time, but just. <laughs> Got it. What's like, so, I mean, this, your answer is definitely going to be different now because of COVID, but maybe like pre-COVID, what, this kind of an average day like like are you working with other people most of the time or kind of it's like your own thing you got little projects you're working on or just <laughs> like what's what's a typical day you're playing the yeah, cello in the concert hall playing the cello <laughs> and like people walk by and they're like oh my god wait she played the cello she's too so good and you're actually the janitor <laughs> and they're like is that yo yo ma no <laughs> No, it's, it's me. It's Abby. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyways, no, I'm not. I was funny. Um, so what is your typical day like? 
Yeah, um, a typical day, I guess it's sort of a mix of both um, more collaborative work and then working kind of on my own. Um, I have like sort of my standard reports that I prepare throughout a given week. So I look at like the success of the emails we sent the previous week to see how many ticket sales those generated or um, now I would say since we've done such a big shift to digital, we've been producing uh, weekly broadcasts um, called Live with Carnegie Hall where people, where artists will perform and it's like a, an hour long streamed concert. So I've been looking uh, at the stats of those, seeing how many views those have generated what the overall reach is and then I will um, sort of prepare my report and then type up some takeaways and send that out to the larger um, team uh, so that they can do with that information <laughs> what they will. Um, then I would say that a lot of we spend a lot of time sort of talking about strategy what's um, when we have concerts coming up who would be like the most likely audience for a specific artist if there are um, ways to reach them that we haven't thought of through like digital advertising or uh, maybe like a direct mail piece, something like that. Um, those are more collaborative conversations. Um, and then I will do like a lot of work more i guess research based i would say so if people have questions about like oh how many what's the typical like lead time before someone visits carnegie hall like how many how many days do they before their concert do they actually buy tickets so that would be like a project that i would take on and investigate like what what's the average um sort of span between the time of purchase and the time that they actually attend. Um, so that would do, be like- Do you know the answer? I, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know if this was like something that you would research today. So it was like fresh yeah. in your mind or something like that. I was like, yeah. what is it? My what guess is, is a month and a half. It depends. It, well, That's going to be my guess. The answer is it depends is not like the <laughs> most exciting answer because we do have like a good portion of like walk-up sales so people sure. who are like, um the day of the concert but then like we have a, a really significant subscriber base so those people are buying like nine months in advance um so uh, those people have their shit together more than i do right <laughs> <laughs> that is not me so you're probably the ones playing the cello yeah um those are cello <laughs> Um, so the, it's interesting when you said that you guys are doing like a lot of digital concerts, are the artists coming to the hall and the recordings are happening there or they're just doing it in their homes? Uh, they've mainly been doing it from their homes, I think com completely actually, or like a, a recording studio, um, of some kind. So we haven't done that much with like archival footage from from the hall and i don't think we've done any sort of performance recorded performances uh at the hall yet um it's mainly been like connect connecting with artists and they'll do sort of like 
a portion of it is talking about the music and talking about the piece and then uh, they'll actually like perform um, in their homes or like the, the studio, wherever they happen to be. Cool. That's really cool. I think, you know, many, many, if not all performance, you know, theaters and organizations are really having to like pivot right now. Um, are you finding that to be maybe a little bit smoother now or are you still working out some of the kinks there? Yeah, it's it's definitely still like an ever-changing <laughs> process, I would say. I think we, we um, like every sort of arts and cultural organization that was forced to, to close down quickly pivoted to digital programming. So I think the question we're asking ourselves now is like how to like sustain that. And then so looking to the future, like, when we're able to reopen for actual physical concerts, what those are going to look like, um, because I don't think it's going to be business as usual anytime soon. So we're having to consider um, things like different seating arrangements um, and like different times for entry and things like that. So I think it's, yeah, it's definitely sort of an ever changing uh, landscape that we have the answers to yet, um, unfortunately, but we'll see. <laughs> we're, we're, we're moving forward with, um, and we're, we've been able to like produce a lot of really great digital content. So I think for the foreseeable future, we'll definitely be continuing to do that. And then looking, looking ahead um, to like, hopefully welcoming people back <laughs> to the hall when it's safe for everyone. Yeah, definitely. I'm trying to, I'm trying to see a show. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so I think I said this before we actually started recording, but Abby lives in New York and Katie's moving to New York. So this is really a, I'm just trying to set them up to be friends. Yeah. Cause I really think that you guys have a lot of stuff in common, including the Bachelor, like really loving oh, the Bachelor. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys want to like? I know nothing. I think we're like missing here. it right now. We're actually, seeing it right now. Yeah. So, so this is like how much. Wait, I, I thought know. it was on Monday. I thought it was on Mondays. On Tuesdays. Right now, it's on Tuesdays. It does switch sometimes. It, you never know what's going on. But right now, it's yeah. on Tuesdays. I don't. But. I usually wait a little bit, like I'll watch it the next day or just later in the night so I don't have to watch all the commercials. Very so fair. why That's don't you guys give me, both of you give me your hot takes on, what is Claire, is that her name? On Claire's season? <laughs> well. I know. <laughs> give me your, both of your faces at the same time. <laughs> yeah, Claire all was right. picked to be the bachelorette this season. She's the oldest bachelorette at the 39. Just, I mean, so old. Ancient. 39. <laughs> my God. Um, I think what I've learned, and okay, so I really only knew Claire from Bachelor Winter Games because I didn't watch Juan Pablo season. Yeah. Um, but what I've learned is that Claire is a robot. Uh, her <laughs> face doesn't move right. Her eyes have no, there's no emotion behind them. I feel like she, I, she's constantly, you can tell she's constantly thinking about how her face should look. 
And then also, wait, are you caught up? You're caught up from like last I'm caught week. up until, yeah. Okay. This is not a spoiler, but what really tipped me off is when she was questioned about the salad she was making at the, at the very end. And she was like, well, it's got a, a, a base of romaine. And then, and then she couldn't answer the question about what was going in a salad she was making. So she's crazy. That's, well, I don't want to say crazy because I don't like when people call women crazy. She is an interesting person. She really is. She falls very hard and very fast. Yes. That's the big thing with this season of The Bachelorette is that there are two bachelorettes. <laughs> for the yeah, first. she's got a replacement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> has that happened already? Like, has the replacement come on yet? Yeah, it was like the end of the last... The end of last week's episode. So this, tonight's episode, well, now it'll... Tonight when we're recording this, um, it's the first, like, full episode with a new Bachelorette. And what's her name? What is it? Taisha. Cool. And you, like, you prefer her, right? Claire. I, I do. Abby, what are what are your thoughts? Yeah, I like both of them. I'm I'm excited for Tasha. I I thought like I think I'm rooting for Claire and Dale. I mean, I you never know. I, I am rooting for them. It, like she's a nice person. <laughs> I'm just ha- I think what it is is I'm happy I'm not watching a full season of her. Yeah. No. <laughs> I yeah, I can agree with that. Um wait. Very uh, hold on. So she picks somebody, but you don't think that they're a good match, or you do think that you think that it'll, that'll it'll work out? They're like fine. I don't. We really didn't get to see them together all that much. Yeah, that's true. That was okay. that was like sort of the big twist with this season, is that Claire on night one, Dale walks out of the limo and she's like I think I just met my husband and then yeah. it's spoilies like, spoilies yeah. everyone sorry spoilies <laughs> for things that already happens yeah <laughs> she's like yeah she pretty much like won't give anyone else the time of day so they are engaged and now Tasha will be taking over <laughs> Um, you know what I just thought about, Abby? I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember? I think we were in like sixth or seventh grade and we watched the very first episode of the very first season of The Bachelor together or like some of the early ones because the the girl that won, there was like some sex swing thing and she had like really big boobs and I remember us just like (laughs) totally just like making fun of it. So funny. Yeah. Um, anyways. Not that I'm making fun of people who watch The Bachelor. It's quality television. No, it's like these (laughs) things can coexist. It's like you can (laughs) enjoy some reality trash. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. (laughs) Well, especially now. Whatever, whatever it takes yes. to get through these days. <laughs> um, oh, actually, I have a fun question for you guys. If you guys were each a contestant on The Bachelor, on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, The, the Bachelor, I don't know. 
if you were a contestant, what would your like person, like what would you be like categorized as, do you think? Ooh. Right. Cause there's like very like stereotypical type of like, okay. or they're, they're portrayed in certain yes. ways. Right. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm pretty sure that mine would be kind of what they refer to as like the timekeeper, but it's the person that's like very concerned with like getting a fair amount of time with the bachelor. And like just the idea that everyone, like I would be concerned that people weren't following the rules and following the norms of the show. And I like, I think I would care more about that than the actual person <laughs> i think because it, it just bothers me when people disregard uh rules can i steal him for a sec yeah yeah i'd be like yeah. no like you've already had time <laughs> i'd be like you bet you had you were on the one-on-one you already have a rose that's not fair i would like probably go to bat for other people i would i would be eliminated so quickly yeah <laughs> See, that's what, yeah, I think too. I think I would be eliminated like night one because I would be <laughs> like, <laughs> I wouldn't like know what to say. I don't know what to do with my hands. The bachelor, I'd be like, oh my God, hi. <laughs> and then I'd just like spend time in the kitchen drinking wine and talking to the other contestants. <laughs> like the rose ceremony goes by and you don't get a rose and then you're like, you're leaving and saying bye to him, and he's like, wait, I'm sorry, who are you, I, who are you? <laughs> like, I've been in the kitchen. <laughs> I've been in the kitchen, sorry, I'm kind of, yeah, making friends. Uh. <laughs> it's pretty You're funny. to make friends. <laughs> um, cool, okay, well, uh, we have a fun game, right, yes. Katie? Yes, we do. We okay, fun game. please explain the rules for Abby and myself. Okay, so this game uh, was inspired by the fact that Aurelia and Abby did speech team together in high school. Um, I also did speech team in middle school and high school, and I coached speech team for a few years at the high school that I taught at. Um, so, you know, just a couple of speech heads. <laughs> I don't know. There's no like word for it. I guess losers. Um, so what I have done is I have pulled some titles of speech team pieces from the internet, and you guys have to guess which cat or like which event these go with. Ooh. Now it, I'm excited. Yeah, I will see how it goes. So there's only a few options to pick from because like not all, if you're not familiar with how speech team works, um, like <laughs> not all events really have titles. Like you don't have a title for impromptu or for radio broadcasting, like, right. So your options are, think of this as a word bank. Um, okay. We've got pros. H-I, which is humorous interp, D-I, dramatic interp, and duo. So pros, H-I, D-I, and duo. Um, And there are multiple for each. I think I have two for each. Okay. Um, 
Did you want to like, do like buzz a buzz in. in or something? Yeah. What's your uh, buzzer noise going to be, Abby? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we did bird. We did bird calls for Aaron's episode, but we can do something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can do something else. Um. Here, I'll do. Do do do. That's cute. I'll do. Wow! 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 Perfect. Now I'm gonna have to do that every time. Well, only if only if you think you know it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Here we go. Are Are you guys ready? So ready. Okay. I was born ready. So ready. <laughs> I'm so excited. Here is the first title: a step-by-step guide to dating someone you met on the internet. Aurelia? H-I. That is correct. That is a humorous interpiece because what wouldn't be funny about a guide to dating someone you met on the internet as delivered by a (laughs) 14-year-old? They don't even know what's coming for them with dating apps. I know. I was like, I kind of want to know what's in that piece because... Because yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One point for Aurelia. All right, next up, and again, your options are HI, DI, duo, or prose. Flowers for Algernon. Abby? Uh, I will guess DI. Duo. (laughs) No, this one was a prose because it's like narration. Interesting. But pros and DI are very similar. I guess yeah. it's just in how you edit it. Yeah. I wasn't That's thinking true. about that. I never did pros. I, I don't know. I <laughs> pros is my category. So. Oh. See, I think we did like oratorical interpretation, which is like a speech that someone has given before. Oh, yeah. That's actually not even a category anymore. They got rid of that a couple of years ago and replaced it with informative, which is like a TED Talk. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just a quick update for everyone who's really wondering. Okay. <clears throat> Next one. My new normal. I don't remember my song anymore. All right. Um, um, duo. No. <laughs> Abby, I'll let you guess if you, if you want to guess. Um, I'll, get, I'll go DI again. Correct. DI. My new normal. Sounds I'm not keeping depressing. score. I'm keeping so score. Fine. Okay. Great. Okay. Next one. Proof. do 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 Yes, really? D-I. No, duo. Duo. Final answer. <laughs> duo is correct. Because it's a proof. play, right? Yeah, proof it's is a play. a play, and it's a the movie, sisters. too. Now, yeah. yeah is that's Winnie actually... Paltrow in it? Did I make that up? There's no, some I think you're right. blonde woman in it. Yeah. Maybe it's like Claire Danes. <laughs> um, I'm going to look it up, because otherwise, Joe... Our friend Joe will be mad. Um, oh, yeah. We live fact check. We have to live fact check any movie. <laughs> Things for him. Um, yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow. Anthony yes. Hopkins plays the dad. Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. 
but yes, that is a duo. I did a scene from that with another person in high school. So that's how I knew. I did it. I think I, I did it. I read like a, her monologue for an audition once. That's why I first said DI, but yeah. then I was like, mm, no, I don't think so. It's a pretty yeah. common one that like scenes are pulled from for high school stuff. I think. Definitely. So. Interesting. Okay. Next one. Here we go. <clears throat> Dog tags. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, crows. It sounds sad. It sounds like it's gonna be a sad one. Wreck on the sad one. It's categorized as a di, but I mean it could probably. Well, okay. I think the difference between prose and di is prose comes from books, and di can just be like written. Interesting. Because prose has to be a piece of prose. A prose. Literature. Literature. Um, <laughs> all right. We're, we're two to one. Aurelia has two and Abby has <clears throat> one right now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm serious right now. <laughs> okay. The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Aurelia? H-I. No. Duo. <laughs> no. D-I. Prose. You can't just shout things. E. All of the above. Abby, did you have a guess? I'll go D-I. <laughs> you guys, it's prose. It's a book. It is a book. I, see, I just thought it was a movie. No, the movie is based on the book. Yes. Ooh, it's a really good movie. Like Underrated. Not a lot of people, I feel like, have seen it, but it has is my it favorite movie. Stiller, yes. Ben Stiller works at Time Magazine. That's like the beginning yeah. of it, right? Ben Stiller's in it. Sean I've Penn is it. in it. Kristen Wiig is in it. It's so good. It has like the best mm. soundtrack. I just, I need everyone to. I think that's <laughs> like, I think I subconsciously put this in here so that I could talk about it. Okay, this next one is timely. It's called Broom Closet Quarantine. Aurelia? H-I. No. Fuck! Duo. Yes! They're stuck, in a, they're stuck in the broom closet. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Okay, here's the last one. And actually, you guys are tied two to two. So this is for all of the imaginary marbles. Here we go. For the thumbs title, up. The title is Movie Mania. Aurelia? H-I. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah, duh. That's HI. <laughs> okay. So Aurelia wins. Good job, Aurelia. Just barely. Just barely. Yes. Though. Just so, barely. Yeah. Don't, don't feel sad. Yeah, also, I did want to say Abby and I, we FaceTimed on Sunday and we were like talking about speech team. And I don't remember, was it, I think it may have been like our senior year or yeah. something. This guy 
it was what humorous or uh, impromptu duo it's like the improvised duo yeah yeah and every round like no matter what he drew like if it was like birthday he would just be like how am i supposed to cut this birthday cake without any hands or like (laughs) if it was like if it was driver's ed he's like i can't drive this car i don't have i don't have any hands that was oh my god and we were like bold strategy man i like i think i talked to him in the auditorium you did i remember you went up to him (laughs) um what's the deal with your Shit, and I think like, he was like confused. It's kind of my thing. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. That's right. <laughs> it's kind of my thing. I feel like I'm just gonna start saying that to people when they're like, "Why did you do that? Like, <laughs> why did you?" <laughs> it's a good. It's a good. Um, it's a great response. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why not? We wish him well. <laughs> Um, okay, before we go, and it was so lovely having you, Abby. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so yes. much for having me. This yes. Fun. Absolutely. Um, do you have any, if, if our listeners are interested in maybe watching one of the um, digital performances or like wanting to learn more about Carnegie Hall, how can they, how can they learn more? Yeah, definitely. Um, so our website is carnegiehall.org. Um, Live with Carnegie Hall should be is a month is on our events there, so you're able to see the schedule for upcoming events, and then we have archives of all the the past uh, past events. Um, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, all the places, YouTube, where you watch videos. Awesome. Wait, does Carnegie Hall you you watch videos? (laughs) For anyone that's not familiar with YouTube. Oh my god. Does does uh Abby, does Carnegie Hall have a TikTok account yet? Is that are you gonna do you think maybe you should pitch that at your next meeting? No, like just for you, Aurelia? It's not really like the correct. No, Abby and I both love TikTok. We sent, she's like the only person I message on TikTok. Yeah. And I send each other like dog videos. Yeah. But I just thought it's probably not the right demo though, right? Maybe. I don't know. We can could, we could see. We could some like chicken wing, chicken wing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So keep an yeah. eye out for that Carnegie Hall TikTok, everyone. <laughs> not my creation. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us abby yeah, uh you, abby. we had a great time yeah thank you so much bye thanks for listening to girls just wanna if you've made it this far we consider you a close and personal friend so we hope you'll subscribe and please rate and review us on apple podcasts And follow us at GJW Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye.